Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we made it to the home opener. It's time to turn the page and preview a weekend doubleheader. We've got the Flyers on Saturday at 1 and then the Tampa Bay Lightning on Sunday. And Michael Anlauer loves his Friday announcements. Daniel Alfredson is officially back with the Ottawa Senators. In what role? We'll discuss that and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 894 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan in the heart of our nation's capital in Ottawa, Ontario, waiting for Brandon Piller, who is still in the Blue Mountains, but will be on his way to Ottawa right after we finish recording. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, Jace Medical. You can follow the show on Twitter at SendCentral, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube. Today is Friday, October 13th, and Pilsy, Alfie is back. Those words sound so good, Ross. And we were talking about it before we recorded, and the kind of uh, consensus is, look, Alfie's back. They're not sure what role he's going to be in, but he's back. I told you. I don't give a damn what they call it. They can call it anything they want. It's the Daniel Alfredson of the Ottawa Senators and let him do whatever he wants. That's all we need because if Daniel Alfredson is back in the mix, everyone benefits. Everyone gets better. Whoever plays him in keep away might be mentally fatigued after a while because you just can't get the puck off him. I think we've asked every one of his former teammates that's yeah. been on the show so far what it's like going up up against him. The keep away king. He's out there and he's also rocking a helmet that has number 11 on it. So could he be the emergency call up? I don't think they'll need one because Zach McEwen was back on the ice at practice. What what a tough bounce for Yuri Smakow. Guy has an unbelievable preseason. And then he has to go down. Shades of Artem Zub. I know there was the taxi yep. squad. He didn't have to go down necessarily. But he was on the taxi squad and a healthy scratch at the start of his Sens career. Like if Smakow comes in the lineup in two weeks and scores a goal right away, everyone's going to be pointing fingers, wondering like, why was this guy not in the mix? He was one of their better players in preseason. Just had to get yeah. that off my chest. No, that's fair. I, I would much rather have Smakow be the guy coming in here. But you know what? And we'll get to it. Zach McEwen revenge game. There could be a little spice there, and uh, hopefully he brings the heat. Well, and the Flyers have a few willing combatants, most notably Nicholas Delorier, who fought twice against Mark Kastelik the last time these two teams True. met. We will get to that preview, but I want to stick with the Daniel Alfredson yeah. news because what a relief. This is three of the last four Fridays having great news to carry you into the weekend. It was Ann Lauer's official purchase of the team press conference. Steve Steos gets hired last Friday. They were slacking 
this Friday, Daniel Alfredson's officially back, and I'm with you. Get this guy around the team. Get this guy's knowledge in the locker room, whether it's coaching, whether it's one-on-one meetings, whether it's video sessions. Whatever Alfredson feels like the best way to help the team is, he can do it. I feel like a lot of the former players are getting the title special advisor to the general manager. And without knowing too much, I would hazard to guess that Alfredson doesn't want to be connected to this general manager. Just just saying. I think he feels like player development, a more organizational role, would probably make him happier. Ross, like I said, Alfie could show up one day a week for 10 minutes and, and just say hi to everyone and leave, and that could be his role. Or he could be making the most major decisions for this franchise and deciding how the heck they're going to find cap space to sign Shane Pinto. He could be the one negotiating Shane Pinto's next contract. I don't care what he's doing. Let him do whatever he wants, whether it's player development, uh, analytics. I don't know how good he is at math. Probably amazing. Probably. I don't care what he does. Just get him in and let him do his thing. (laughs) Probably amazing. Um, Bruce Garriott just posting that it's in a, quote, key development role. Awesome. Sounds great. Sign me up. So he'll be be at the home opener. The thing with Alfie, too, is he just has this calming presence about him. Like, if there's any sort of chaos, any sort of, like, uncertainty around anything just having Alfie around and being like guys like chill out like it's all gonna be good let let me tell you how we're gonna do this I just think that's such a refreshing mindset for this franchise to have someone that's so calm and uh kind of stable all the time calm cool collective so kind of like sales man the Sens are getting a facelift in the hockey ops and development department it seems like you know these are just like People who have a presence about them. Yes, exactly. Yeah, like Alfie's got an aura about him. There's no denying that. And uh, I can't wait to watch him drop the puck again tomorrow, Ross. You think he's going to drop the puck again? I said it. I'll say it again. I want Alfie again if this is what he wants. He can be the official puck dropper of the Ottawa Centers for all I care. But I want Alfie dropping the puck at all 41 Ottawa Senators home games, including the two in Sweden, even though Jamie McLennan let us know that's not their home, I still want Alfie there dropping that puck. I mean, it's Alfie's home. Exactly. Yeah, it works. Alfie gonna drop the puck tomorrow? Uh, probably not. My guess what? is he's like. He, my guess is he's like. I did that last year. I know it always plays. Like he would get a raucous ovation. There's no doubt about it. I just feel like Alfie being the kind of guy. I feel like he doesn't love the attention on him all the time. To drop the puck two years in a row. Has that ever happened in the National Hockey League? Let us know if it has. Because I don't think a same person has done a ceremonial puck drop two years in a row at the home opener. I want it. I want it. I think Michael Anlauer's dropped the puck at center ice. You know what? That that's a good one too. That's a good one too. Alfie can be out there. How about how about Anlauer comes out there flanked with Steos on one side and Alfie on the other? Mm, yep. GM doesn't have an issue with that. That's tough. We we forgot Pierre. <laughs> he, he should be busy. Hey, you should be busy signing Shane Pinto. Exactly. Yeah. If Pierre Dorian's out there dropping a puck, he better have a phone in his hand and he better be on it, dialing and talking. Or a contract in hand. Yeah. They need to get Shane Pinto signed. And in the next segment, we're going to discuss the cap gymnastics that might have to happen for it to occur. We talked about Matthew Joseph. We talked about Eric Branstrom. But Pilsy, is there a third option? 
We'll discuss that next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Guys, Mary J's is a new sponsor of ours. I'm excited about this one. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Started off with three best friends making a life-changing decision, and they opened their first store in Kingston way back in the day. They slept on air mattresses on the floor of the sales room to make ends meet. These guys grinded, and through hard work and dedication, they now have four stores in Ottawa and a store in Coburg. The Ottawa locations are in Riverside South, Orleans, Greeley, and Russell. So check out any of those locations. They offer the best products in the market with many new additions to the menu every week. Whether you're a rookie and you're looking to try things out or you're a seasoned veteran and you already know the products you want. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they will price match any store in Ottawa. That means you are guaranteed to get the best price around at Mary J's. They've also got the best customer service by having the friendliest bud tenders who are always ready to assist. One of the owners, Dashy, we love Dashy. He's a diehard Sens fan. His favorite number is 18, not for Tim Stutza. He didn't just hop on the bandwagon, but for Marion Hossa, because he's been a diehard Sens fan for a while. So go to one of the stores in Ottawa, say what up to Dashy, pick his brain about the Sens, and check out all the great products that Mary J's has to offer. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. You know Jace Medical has the Jace case, which provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple form online, and in some cases, just jump on a quick call with one of their board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment-related questions. It's doctor-created. It's doctor-recommended. Don't be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace case, providing five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. It also gives you peace of mind, so you're not just hoping that you have access. You need to make sure you're ready to go in case of an emergency. They handle everything at Jace Medical, from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical, plus an additional $20 off by using Locked On at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code Locked On. All right, Pilsy. We've made it to the day before the home opener. We're going to have a full preview of tomorrow's game against the Philadelphia Flyers. Keys to victories. All that right here in the next segment. But cap options. It's a real problem for the Ottawa Senators right now who iced a man short on Wednesday in their opening loss to Carolina. 5-3 was the score. We had the postcast going. Postcasts look a little different this weekend. Be some quick videos in hand, as we will be boots on the ground for both games. And Pillsy, not not only that, but I got my I got my big break today. I sure. get a chance to appear on Martian Match Play. Whoo! Whoa, that's what I'm talking about. I mean, that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, Martian Media on YouTube. If you guys haven't checked it out, go check it out. Subscribe. Martian's cooking up a lot of fun stuff. And you're going to join quite the list of um, sends, sends, 
not media, but uh, people, people, people from Ottawa. <laughs> I wish I had a better word for this. I'm blanking on it right now, but yes, pretty. You will join a acclaimed list of Sens personalities there. That's what I'm going with. Put that on the record. The only problem is Martian's a very good golfer, and he's going to make me look bad. But stay tuned for that. Martian usually gets those out pretty quick. So we're going to go play the hunt at about 2 o'clock today. That's awesome. It's going to be a time. You'll be on the road to Ottawa. Can't wait to see it happen. Pilsy, we missed the opening game from two years ago where Brady Kachuk signed his contract, but that was a home game against the Toronto Maple Leafs and he showed up and got the crowd fired up didn't play that Brady chant was incredible like I still get goosebumps thinking about that and watching the video of him appearing on that platform now that's a star on the team wasn't the captain at the time but he everyone knows the aura that Brady Kachuk has as well yeah will there be pin toe pin toe chance this weekend at the CTC no, I don't think so. I mean, that would be cool, but uh, I don't think it's going to happen. The Ottawa Senators are going to have to, before they can sign Pinto, they're, they have to make a move. Uh, that's inevitable. And like I said in the last episode, I, I do believe that they have an understanding. At least uh, maybe you got to hash out some fine, final details, but they got to be close to getting this deal done. It's just about moving someone to make the mo- uh, room. And the lot of talks been Matthew Joseph who has three years remaining on his contract at 2.95 million per season. Mm-hmm. Some talk about Eric Brandstrom on the back end. You mentioned that name last uh, episode on locked on senders as well. He just has one year left is a restricted free agent afterwards. Yes. And that's $2 million, but you're starting to warm up to the idea that Dominic Kubelik could be the player you look to move. Yeah, at first, this is not an idea I liked because, I mean, you just he was the the roster piece coming back in the Dabrinka trade. This is a guy with 20-goal uh, consistency, even hit 30 goals in his rookie season. So, you know, he's he's good for 20 to 30 goals. That's huge. At a $2.5 million cap hit, that's a lot of value. But here's the thing. You don't, you don't want to be adding a sweetener to get rid of Matthew Joseph. I think the value of Bransom around the league is not kind of where it should be. So you wouldn't have to add a sweetener there, but I don't think you'd get much in return. Plus, having him as a restricted free agent next year, I think there's some value there. And you guys all know my argument about Brandon's versatility, so I don't have to open that box up again. With Kubelik, that's an unknown commodity for the Senators. And uh, our guy at Kadri Sens, he made a good point uh, on Twitter responding to uh, Ian Mendez's article. And look, it's an expiring deal. Kubalik is rumored to want a five-year extension. I don't think Otto is going to do that, he mentions. Won't cost a sweetener to trade. And this is this is the piece I like about it. Similar player as Tarasenko. He's a kind of one-dimensional sniper that doesn't add a lot of speed to the lineup. So... There's a lot of teams that could use a guy like Kubelik. He's at a $2.5 million expiring deal. You brought Tarasenko in to kind of do a similar job. So I think that might be a direction the Ottawa Senators might have to start looking at. Obviously, it's not ideal, and it dilutes the Alex Dabrinka trade, which is a tough pill to swallow. But I'm starting to warm up that uh, the best option would be to move Dominic Kubelik here. It's unfortunate because I like what he brings. He even had one of his patented one-timer attempts in the uh, in the opening game against Carolina. But when you look at how it would affect the uh, the roster, and I'd imagine you just get futures for him in terms of a draft pick or whatnot. But look at 
the third line right now. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see all of the practice lines from today and people saying, you missed Alfie, you missed Alfie. No, no, he wasn't taking line rushes. He was out there with Josh Norris. And I'd like to see those two play together, no doubt. But um, <laughs> the way things lined up, you look at down the middle and we'll, we'll go over the lineup in a second, but I want to stick on your Kubalik point. Let's say, and maybe this is becoming more far-fetched as time goes on, but a world where Norris and Pinto and Stutzler are all healthy, all down the middle. Is that is that still a world that we can live in? I hope so. That's a world I want to live in. Uh, I'm down for that. But uh, okay, Let's go. Okay, we're in that world. Stutzler, Norris, Pinto down the middle. You've moved Kubelik. Now, all of a sudden, Ridley Gregg can slide in to that position. I wouldn't have a problem if Ridley Gregg's on the third line playing with Shane Pinto. And in this case, Drake Batherson. And heck, I know that inconsistency kind of really stamped the season of Matthew Joseph last year. But if he can play the way he did in game one, using his speed, creating space, man, he can play on a line on a top six line or a top nine, I guess, because you kind of have a 2A, 2B situation. Yep. I'm starting to warm up to it, too. I'd rather keep Kubelik. There's no question about that. And if there wasn't $5 million in dead cap, this wouldn't be an issue. You could just have them both. But the fact that he's unrestricted at the end of the year, I think, is is a part of it for me. Worst case, or, I mean, best, maybe. Maybe a reunion in the in the summer and you could bring him back because this isn't a, a detriment about the player. I don't want this to no, be, exactly. oh, you want to get rid of, of Dominic Kubelik. He certainly, you know has a stature and a role and can score goals. So you want him on the team. But when you look at the other options, Matthew Joseph, I think what teams are saying is we don't want to give up for having three years of a kind of a question mark going forward. Yeah, he he's brings elements of speed. We like the player. But to have that much tied in, $9 million, give or take, in the totality of his contract, it is a lot to ask of a team that knows you're in a tight spot. Kubelik would be one of those and it's 2.5 so you could basically i don't know if you're going to give shane pinto 2.5 you probably split the difference 2.2 you'd hope that that's the case and that's where the trading brandstrom doesn't make that much sense exactly if you're giving shane pinto 2.1 now all of a sudden you're still in that same exact (laughs) right up against it for emergency recalls and things like that so to have 2.5 or the 2.95 of matthew joseph one of those guys probably has to be the odd man out. Yeah, I agree. And the thing is, like like we mentioned, if you move Kubelik, there's other guys like Ridley Gregg, Shmeikal, Sokolov, Yarventi. Like, there's guys that can replace a third-line winger in the fold here for the Ottawa Senators. And Joseph, he provides speed, which this team, uh, I, I'm not going to say is lacking, but that that's certainly an attribute that he has that not a lot of other guys can match. And then... You look at the penalty killing, right? Like Kubalik's not going to kill penalties. There's lots of guys that can fill power play spots and that can put the puck in the back of the net on the power play on this team. And then with Eric Branstrom, you get a versatile defenseman that is going to be an RFA next year. So I just think that I've started to warm myself up to this and feel like this actually is the best option. And I think that's something that the Senators are going to have to look at more seriously is moving newly acquired Dominic Kubalik to make the room. Let us know what you think about that in the comments. It's really trying to make the best of a bad situation. But you can't have your young up-and-coming center, who I feel is a part of the core fabric of this team for the next five, six, seven years, sitting on the sidelines, waiting, waiting, with no 
reassurance that you can figure out how to get him in the lineup. So something's got to give. A trade has to be made. One of the players on this lineup has to go. It's unfortunate reality of the salary cap world and the unfortunate reality of buying out Bobby Ryan, buying out Michael Delzato, retaining salary on Matt Murray. These are the reasons why the Senators find themselves in this predicament. Not to mention, of course, the injury to Josh Norris really kind of thins out that center depth even more, but they would be in a similar situation with Pinto with or without Josh Norris in the lineup. All right, coming up next, full weekend preview. We'll discuss the lines of practice the one change again if you're watching you may have seen it but if not we will explain it to you afterwards we've got keys to victory against the philadelphia flyers we'll take a look at how the flyers could line up for tomorrow's game at the canadian tire center and more this is locked on senators Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Guys, the NHL season is finally here. The Sens home opener is tomorrow. I love the NHL, and I know you do too. That's why I want to tell you all about the Sleeper app. The Sleeper app is the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, and it should be your go-to daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash on daily fantasy. But it's not just hockey. They got... Daily Fantasy for NFL, NBA, MLB, and college football. You've got great group chat options, so you can talk smack and uh, let everybody know how confident you are. And entries can be made in under a minute. It's quick. The NHL has never been more exciting than it is now. With studs like Tim Stutzla, Jake Sanderson, Brady Chuck, Claude Giroux, and more. Just pick more or less the classic stats, goals, assists, save, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sens fans, 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks in so you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Today's episode is also brought to you by our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. I'm so excited to get to the Glebe Central Pub. And not only that, but we've had people reach out wondering when the bus leaves for Saturday for the home opener. The answer is an hour and 15 minutes before the game. They do that for all of the games they have. Go to GlebeCentralPub.com, check out the Sens bus tab, and the full list of games are there. Both games this weekend are available, $17 round trip to and from the Glebe Central Pub. They are located in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. So go there early, have a bite, have a pint like we will on Sunday, and then take the bus to and from the Canadian Tire Center. It's always a great atmosphere. You don't have to worry about your car. You don't have to worry about traffic, parking. All of that goes out the window. You can just focus on having a great time. So go check them out, GlebeCentralPub.com. Reserve your seat on the Glebe Central Pub Send Shuttle. You can also go visit them any day of the week at 779 Bank Street, right in the heart of the Glebe. All right, Pilsy. Excuse me. Got uh, some good news to start off this third segment. Let's hear it. Kevin Riedler, Sens goalie prospect, has been named the USHL's goalie of the week. Whew. Thanks to our friend at Sens Prospects who got us the, the scoop on that one. You can always follow him for all the up-to-the-minute new stats analysis of the Ottawa Senators. Riedler 
It's his second consecutive week being named goalie of the week. He had a 2-0 record and a 944 save percentage. Pilsy, get this. Right now, he's got a 135-minute shutout streak. That's more than two games in a row. So if he's got back-to-back goalie of the weeks, he's pretty much a lock for goalie of the month, no? You got to think so. Now the that's, reason That's awesome. The reason I bring up Kevin Riedler as well here is something we forgot to mention. Also, news thanks to our friend over at Sense nice. Prospects. Philip Nordberg is coming to America as well. Philip Nordberg was slated to play in the SHL this season, but now he's going to join the Muskegon Lumberjacks of the USHL for the remainder of the season. So the jersey collection grows again for Philip Nordberg. This is a move that shocked me, Ross, but I, I like it. Like, get get over to North America as soon as you can, in my opinion, for a lot of these European guys, and especially for defensemen, start figuring out how to play on the smaller ice surface. So, I, And we're going to get to see a little bit more action of Nordberg uh, with him being a little closer to home. So that's great. Yeah, I think it's just good news for, for Philip Nordberg, good news for the Senators who will have even more opportunity to see him. The Sens have a lot of guys taking the USHL route these Big days. Time. Eh? Big time. Right? Tim O'Neill, Stephen Halliday, just to name a Theo Wahlberg, just to name a couple more. Um, shout out to our boy Dax, one of the OGs who took that route uh, in the Senators organization. All right, let's get to who's in the lineup today at practice. Tim Stutzla between Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux, by the way, will be honored at tomorrow's game, I got to think, because yeah. he scored his thousandth point in the last home game of last season. You might recall he had three points in the first period. How are you? <laughs> nice little how How do you do uh, for Claude Giroux. So Claude Giroux, right wing, up on that top line with Tim Stutzel and Brady Kachuk. The second line, and there's been a swap in the middle six. We've got Ridley Gregg with Matthew Joseph, and now Vladimir Tarasenko will be on that line. Rourke Chartier in the middle between Dominic Kubelik and Drake Batherson. And then Mark Kastelik between Parker Kelly and Zach McEwen. Great to have a name in that right wing position on the fourth line after them not being able to dress a full lineup on Wednesday. On defense, Jacob Chikrin with Thomas Shabbat, Jake Sanderson with Artem Zub, and Eric Brandstrom with Travis Hamnick. We believe that Anton Forsberg will start the home opener. It would be his third consecutive home opener start. He's 2-0-0 in his last two. So if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Eunice Corpusalo out there as well. And I don't know if we mentioned, Pilsy, Daniel Alfredson was on the ice with the Senators at practice. Oh, that was so awesome to see him there. Still buzzing off that. Do you want to give me a locked-on player for tomorrow? I would love to, Ross. My locked-on player is going to be number 91, Vladimir Tarasenko. Look, we talked about overreactions in game one. We talked about Sens fans being divided and getting at each other's throats on Twitter. Tarasenko is trending on Twitter, and a lot of people are talking about his game. Now, I was one of them trashing his game, saying he did not look good. This is not a great start for the luxury hired gun move by Pierre Dorian that has put the Ottawa Senators in this predicament, trying to sign Pinto, Pinto with no cap space, so... Look, they switched it up. He's on a line with Joseph and Greg. Joseph and Greg are pretty much going to be doing everything they can to feed this guy. Like, they've set him up in a spot where Tarasenko is the finisher on this line. And that's what they need to do, in my opinion, to ha have success with him, to set him up well. So I'm going to be hoping number 91 has a much improved performance over what happened in game one. So look out. Hopefully Tarasenko pots one for the home fans so people get back on his side. 
That would be sweet, especially because we know he scores in bunches, Pillsy. If he gets yep. one, I'm calling it. If Tarasenko scores one in either game this weekend, he's getting another. Love it. Love it. Uh, by the way, Zach McEwen is a game-time decision, as that's coming across Twitter as we uh, speak right now. My locked-on player, <laughs> how many times did I do this last year? I'm going with Claude Giroux. Revenge nice. game, 1,000-point yep. celebration, a loss, and not only that, Pillsy, you will remember that he scored a goal on his first home shift, last home opener, with the Ottawa Senators. The vibes were about as high as you can get. Alfie just dropped the puck, and then... Alfie's doppelganger, Claude Giroux, gets the first goal at home of the season for the Sen. So I'm going with Claude Giroux as my locked-on player for tomorrow's game. I just think he's going to come out there and say, look, this is a must-win game for us. We can't be losing to a franchise that's in the middle of a rebuild. Not even the middle. They're at the beginning of a rebuild. We're going to pull up in a second here the, the Flyers' expected lines. The Flyers did get a win last night, although it was against Columbus. But the Senators need to win this game at home tomorrow for the fans, for the vibes, for everything to do with this organization. It's a must-win game. Agreed. Must-win. And Drew, that's another guy where I wasn't exactly impressed with his game one either. Not to say he had a bad game, but I, I couldn't tell you kind of one one highlight from his game one performance. So these are veterans that need to have a bounce back, and uh, they're a big part of this team. Well, let's also touch on some keys to victory for the Ottawa Senators I'll do one. You hit two and three. Because number one is is kind of what I was saying with my lockdown player. Take advantage of the home crowd. This is the home opener. Everybody's going to be so fired up to be in the building. The photo I'm using, if you're watching on YouTube, is from last home opener when the Senators exploded for a converted touchdown against the Boston Bruins, who ended up having the best regular season record in NHL history. So score early, score often, get the fans into it, and one thing they need to improve on from Wednesday is stay disciplined within that because nothing takes the crowd out of it like a couple penalties in a row. So take advantage of that home crowd and score early. Yep. Love it, Ross. I, I'd love to be celebrating a Sens goal before anything else happens. That's always a great way to get the home opener going. My key to victory is going to be exploit the Flyers' weak defense. My God, you're going up against the Flyers defense after going up against the Carolina Hurricanes defense. Like these D de these decors aren't even in the same league. As far as I'm concerned, the Flyers, no more Provorov, Ristolainen's hurt, Ryan Ellis still on uh, IR. Who knows when he's going to play? There's not a lot of jam for the Flyers back on their back end. So look, I know people hate saying this, but dump and chase and forecheck hard, Beat out these uh, kind of a lot of them are inexperienced on the Flyers decor. So just play with pressure and exploit that weakness that they have. Dump and chase. I thought we weren't allowed to swear on this podcast. I feel like it is. <laughs> I don't mind. I don't mind it once in a while, Ross, especially when you're at home and you've got a weak decor that you can uh, really pounce on. I, I think it's not the worst strategy here. The only thing I'll say is when you do it on the power play, that's when you lose me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to dump a chase in the power play. Yeah. No, I like controlled zone entries on the power play. That's where Timmy Superstar comes in. Deep, dangle, dip, dive, dawdle, bang in the in the zone. Dawdle. That's a new one. Dawdle. Is that is that even a word? I was gonna say word of the day. I'm not. I sure. always challenge you on that, but you're always right. But there, dawdle cannot be a word. Dawdle is a word. What? A very easy task to dawdle. Okay. 
Used in a sentence. This printer is a doddle to set up and use. <laughs> All right. Hats off to you. Uh, controlled zone entries on the power play should be easier than a five on five, but I don't know if it's a doddle. I don't know if it's a very easy task, but there you go. We learned a word today. So if we've got that going for us here, um, second, second is exploit the flyers weakness. What's third Pilsy? Third is stay consistent. Oh my God. That was a roller coaster ride of emotions. Game one against the hurricanes. This is a team that does not have that same depth. Stay consistent. Don't play down to them. Play your game and let's have the first period look similar to the third and the second. Like they all got to be similar periods. They can't come out flying and then be out of gas for the second half of the game here. So I want to see a much more steady. Give them the Alfie treatment. Steady, calm, cool, collected. I like that. So those are some keys to a Senators victory going up against the Philadelphia Flyers tomorrow at 1 p.m., but a reminder, be in your seat early. We're going to aim to be at the, the rink around 11, 11, 15. We want to get there early. I like yep. I, I hate rushing to my seat, especially on game one. So we want to be there, want to be hanging out with the people, all that great stuff. Ross, I, I might just bring a tent with me in, in my truck and just drive to the CTC and just set up shop there, and you'll see me in the morning. Hey, nobody would blame you if that's what you want to do, Pills. Nobody would blame you at all. This is who the Sens are likely to go up against. It's not great. It's a must-win game for the Ottawa Senators. The yes, line, and these are subject to change because um, Garnet Hathaway had a bit of a dirty hit last night. Um, uh, Zach Wierenski's out long, uh, not long-term, but out uh, because I think it was a bit of a knee. Garnet Hathaway, no uh, stranger to being in the principal's office as he once spat on Eric Cabranson uh, when Cabranson was playing, uh, I believe, with Florida. might have been Anaheim, but uh, he is in this projected lineup, and Maybe just gets fine, but I don't know. There might be some changes here. But this was their lines last night when they got the win over the Columbus Blue Jackets. They had Sean Couturier. Great to see Couturier back. He's missed so much time with injury over the last couple of years. He's a good player. He's their number one center. In between Joel Farabee and Bobby Brink, who famously went one or two picks after Shane Pinto. Uh, the other one was Kaliev. I don't remember the order they went in, but everybody in Sensland wanted Bobby Brink. Um, he's up there with Couturier and Farabee. Then we've got Morgan Frost at center between Owen Tippett and Cam Atkinson. The third line is Noah Cates between Scott Lawton and Travis Konechny. And Ryan Paling is between Nicholas Delorier and Garnet Hathaway. On defense, it's Cam York with Travis Sanheim. Mark Stahl has pride with playing with Sean Walker. And then Igor Zamula is with Nick Sealer on the bottom pair. Carter Hart started last night. We believe he will get the start on goal or in goal for the uh, for the Flyers. He actually's played pretty well against Ottawa in his career. But Samuel Urson is the backup goalie for the Flyers. Who are you looking out for in tomorrow afternoon's game? Ross, my lookout player is going to be number eighty nine, Cam Atkinson. Uh, this <laughs> Cam Wait. Atkinson is, is a guy that I feel like has kind of slipped under the radar, playing most of his career in Columbus. People don't really notice him, but. He's put up some big seasons, 35 goals, 41 goals, um, missed a lot of last year, but in 2021-22, he had 50 points, 23 goals with the Flyers team. So he's projected to get 82 goals this year, Ross, so look out, he can score. Um, on pace season. <laughs> yeah, but he's 5'8", he's a little water bug out there, but if you give him the room, he's got a quick shot and he can make you look silly. So that's someone that I'm going to be looking out for is Cam Atkinson. They've got a lot of 
smaller players on their team. They got some big dogs on the bottom uh, end of their lineup, like Nick Delorier, like Igor Zamula, and 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 Mark Stahl's a big big frame as well. But like they've got Joel Farabee, Bobby Brink, Kim Atkinson, Travis Konechny, even Scott Lawton's not the biggest guy in the world. Noah Cates isn't the biggest guy in the world. Morgan Frost isn't either. So you look at all these things together. But they all have one thing in common. They play hard. And I'm, yep. my lookout player is probably the guy who gets in the mix the most. Former captain of your Ottawa 67s, Travis Konechny, had two goals in, in the season debut. We, uh, we, put our, we put our dreamer hats on this summer, hoping that he could somehow yeah. wind up as a member of the Ottawa Senators. But he's the type of player that any team would love to have on their roster. He can he can fly up the ice. He's a good playmaker. I was surprised to see him on the quote-unquote third line, although with Noah Cates being a good two-way uh, player and Scott Lott and kind of reaching an offensive potential that many thought was, wasn't possible for him in the last couple of years, you can kind of see how this would work out as a unit. I mentioned he, he, he scored already this season. He tied a career high with 61 points, but he did it in only 60 games last year, scored yeah. 31 goals. So I'm going to be looking out for him. If there's going to be a pushback from the Flyers, because I know Ottawa's going to come out and, and be physical and hard on the puck, look for Travis Konechny to lead that charge for the Flyers. Yeah, I would say the the right side of the Flyers wingers is what you got to worry about. Brink, Atkinson, Konechny, as opposed to the left side, you got Farabee, Tippett, and Lawton. So, this, this is a beatable lineup. That's that's the thing here. I think, honestly, Ross, Carter Hart will be a big part of the the way this story is told about how this game goes. Because he there's some nights where he can be on it, and uh, there's other nights where he kind of looks overwhelmed out there. So depends what version of Carter Hart we get. He got a good one in game one for sure this season. But again, asterisks, it was against the Columbus Blue Jackets. In Carter Hart's career against the Ottawa Senators, he is 2-2 two and two in four games with a 9-17 save percentage mm. and a 2.28 goals against average. Pilsy, any final thoughts on today's show? Uh, not too much for, for me, Ross. I'm just excited to get going here. Uh, I will begin my annual Pilsy's pilgrimage uh, from the Blue Mountains to Ottawa. It's about a six-hour drive, nice scenic drive. Uh, one thing I will mention, and I believe Dean Brown and Gord Wilson uh, reminded everyone, bring a, a non-perishable food item as well for the food bank. Let's uh, let's help out people in need and uh, do a nice, easy thing while you're heading into the game. And I'm just so fired up to head back to Ottawa. I say it every time, Ross, but it feels like a second home to me. Everyone is so welcoming when we get there. We always have a blast. And I mean, the home opener is on a matinee. We got Martian Palooza after. We're heading to the Glebe Central Pub. We're taking the bus to the game to Tampa. This is going to be a weekend to remember. I'm fired up. Let's go. That would be a long bus ride to get to Tampa, Pils. <laughs> hey, I would do it. Let's. If the Glebe Central Pub offered a seventeen dollar bus ride from uh, from the pub to Tampa, you better believe I'm hopping on that bus. Oh yeah, absolutely. For seventeen dollars, how could you say no? My final thoughts here. I'm just gonna pull up here the uh, the betting line. If you're interested in that, over at FanDuel Sportsbook, Ooh. the Senators are minus one eighty eight. Pilsy. Like we're gonna have to play the field here. We're gonna have to get the in regulation. We're gonna. Yes, have to I'm going in regulation. Props. I've got Claude Giroux scoring a goal as a as a levy lock in, in tomorrow's nice. game. And just for a throwback, and also he was buzzing in the first game, I'm hitting the over on Drake Batherson shots on goal. It's going to be set at 2.5. Now, Will playing with Kubalik, maybe look for him to pass a little bit more. 
I don't know. I don't know if I'm buying that. I like Drake Batherson over two and a half shots. I also am going to sprinkle on Drake Batherson three plus points. Of course. Just I'm addicted to that. Of course. And if it hits, I mean, come on. But Ooh. yeah, the, the betting line is minus 188 for the senders, which means you'd have to risk $18.80 to win 10. So yeah, they're big favorites in this game. The Flyers are plus 155. So you got to think, man, this is this is going to be a feeling of like, let's get it done here. Let's this is a business like a game you should win, a game you kind of have to win if you're going to be taken seriously throughout the season. So there you have it. The final show before the home opener. Buddy, I am so excited to see you, to get to the game. We're going to be there early. Say hi if you see us. And uh, Absolutely. yeah, it's going to be a great day to be an Ottawa Senators fan. Looks like the weather is going to hold up as well for the Molson tent before the game. It's just going to be a great time. We look forward to seeing you there. For today, we say goodbye. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day. <laughs>